Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolfe. Warning, mobile home parks may be the most valuable piece of land in any city they serve. Do you believe that? This is Frank Roth, the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. And yes, indeed, mobile home parks just might be the most valuably zoned property in any city in America. Now, what am I talking about? How does that make any sense at all? We all know that surely land zoned for an office building, land zoned for some other use, surely has to be higher than a mobile home park. Just a bunch of trailers sitting on land. How can that be that valuable? Well, it is. And let me explain to you why often a mobile home park holds the key to some of the most valuable land in America. Let me start with an example. I owned a mobile home park once in Lake Worth, Texas. It's up northwest of Fort Worth. It was a very, very ugly property. When I bought the property, the only thing that saved it from being criticized frequently was the fact it was hidden from view to almost the entire city. There was thick jungle of green all the way around it, a thicket, trees, and bushes. Not really unattractive. And the entrance to the park was disguised because there was a 7-Eleven right in front of the entrance. So 99.9% of the city had no idea there was even a mobile home park located there. They either saw a 7-Eleven from the highway, or if they went down the secondary streets, all they saw was what appeared to be like a kind of a, a green uh, arboretum or perhaps even more like a green jungle. So operating that mobile home park for years, no problem at all. One day, they decided to expand Jacksboro Highway, and they tore down the protective cover of that 7-Eleven, and suddenly the whole city could see the mobile home park. Well, almost immediately, I received a call from the city, from the zoning department, and they said, your mobile home park has to go. We are working on getting some very, very important big box retail stores to locate on Jacksboro Highway, and you're not helping much. People are coming in. Our Chamber of Commerce is driving people around, telling them how great the city of Lake Worth is becoming. And then here's this hideous mobile home park right there on the highway, and you're just killing us by being there. Well, I said, what do you want me to do about it? It's a mobile home park. It's all about affordable housing. Yes, they're older trailers. They're not really in bad repair, but yeah, they don't look like McMansions. But what's the option? Well, the city says, here's the deal. We'll give you any zoning you want to get out of town. If you'll agree to demolish that mobile home park once the property is sold, we will zone it anything you want, and you can put it on the market with any broker you want, with the only understanding that is once it sells, the park gets demolished. So I thought about it. I asked people, what's the most valuable zoning in all of Lake Worth, Texas? And they said, oh, well, the most valuable zoning would be it's like a RR regional retail zoning and you'll be a corner on the highway 
And that's where the value is. So I went back to the zoning department and said, well, someone told me the most valuable zoning I can get is this RR retail. But apparently you don't grant it very frequently. Oh, we'll give it to you. Okay. And what about the concepts of spot zoning? Because I'm in a residential. Oh, no, you can have it. Don't you worry. And that's exactly what happened. Lo and behold, just to get rid of the park, the city rezoned it. No questions. All the neighbors loved the idea. And I sold the park and the park was scrapped. Years later, I owned a mobile home park in Springfield, Missouri, right on Sunshine Highway. Those of you who go to Bass Pro Shop would like to know the trivia that Bass Pro Shop began on Sunshine Highway there in Springfield, Missouri. And in fact, it started in a gas station. A guy was selling bait and fishing rods out of a gas station, and that's where it all began. Not too far from the park, in fact. Doesn't have a lot to do with the story, but kind of gives you a little flavor on Sunshine Highway. It was an old highway, but had suddenly new life in it. And it really turned the corner when they built a new super Walmart on Sunshine Highway. City was very excited about it. They even expanded the road there, traffic lights, all kinds of work. So they go ahead and they put in that super Walmart and suddenly all these signs popped up. Land for sale. So I called one of them just to find out what my land on Sunshine Highway was worth. I wasn't near the Walmart. I was a couple miles down the down Sunshine Highway. But the very first broker I called and I asked, hey, what's the land going for per square foot? And he said to me, why do you want to know? And I said, because I've got that mobile home park on Sunshine, you know, down the street. And he said, I know that mobile home park. I got someone who wants to buy your frontage. I said, what will you give me for it? I'll give you five bucks a square foot. And again, this was about 20 years ago. That was a good price. So I said, uh, why would he want to buy my land in front of the mobile home park? He said, oh, that's simple. You see, all this land I'm brokering all around the Walmart, these are giant farms and things where the minimum you can buy is acre upon acre. I got a Harley David Superstore. He just wants to buy enough to build a superstore. And the way it works in Springfield, the front 400 foot of depth of the land is automatically zoned commercial. We don't even have to get rezoning. So all we have to do is just change the property, replat it, and subdivide it, and we're good to go. So that sounds easy enough. I called the zoning department. Is this true? They said, yeah, you already zoned commercial to 400-foot depth. So your whole frontage on sunshine times 400 deep, that's your land. Don't have to do any rezoning. You're good to go. Yeah, we'll subdivide you. No biggie. So we did the deal and sold the land off to Harley-Davidson. So I thought, that's pretty neat. And we took the mobile homes that were on the front. Most people didn't want to be on the front. You had all the road noise from, from Sunshine Highway. But we still had some occupied lots up there. But we had just enough vacant lots to move them all into the back. So that's the end of the movie. The park is now full, sold off the front. And the broker calls me and says, well, now that I got that done for you, let's get on to the big ticket item. And I said, I don't have any other land available. That's it. No, yeah, you do. You have your mobile home park. Now, wait a minute. That mobile home park is 100% full. And the guy said, yeah, but I can get you way more for the land at the back than I did at the front. That makes no sense. I know enough about land to know that the land at the front's always more valuable than the land at the back. Commercial use is always more valuable than residential. 
But he said, no, you're not thinking of it clearly. See, I've got this customer who builds very high-density apartments, multi-story apartments. They've been trying to build them in Springfield for years now, but they always get denied. But your land holds the key because the citizens of Springfield want to get rid of your park so bad, they'll give you any zoning you want just to get rid of you. Well, it harkened back to what I learned earlier in Lake Worth. So I thought, you know what? This just might work. So we forged a contract subject to zoning. They put up a whole bunch of earnest money. And if I got the zoning, they had to go ahead and close. And as far as the residents in the park, they had to deal with them. I was not there. I was just going to leave the building with my proceeds from the sale. So we went to the rezoning. Now, they had notified all the residents within, oh gosh, four or 500 feet of the mobile home park that there was going to rezoning to put in this high-density apartments. Now, bear in mind, these people had showed up in droves earlier to shoot this concept down. And here we are trying it again. Seems like utter madness. All these homeowners descended on the zoning meeting. It was packed. It was standing room only. I had no idea what would happen. So first off... The land developer went up there with his architect and talked about what they wanted to build and all that. And then the city council said, is there anyone else in the room who'd like to talk about this project? Well, of course, there were hundreds of people. So the first one went up and said, yes, I represent the homeowners on the east side of the property. And even though they absolutely hate this concept, they like it better than the mobile home parks and we're fine with it. And that happened over and over and over. In fact, not one single person was there to talk against the development. All they wanted to talk about was how great it would be to get the mobile home park removed. Lo and behold, they voted it in. That was the end. Transferred the title over to the developer. And that was it. So what were my lessons learned from those two encounters? Well, mobile home parks hold a magical key because most cities hate them with such a red-hot desire to get rid of them, they will grant virtually any zoning anyone wants just to get that park destroyed. And when you overlay that on the simple fact that in America today, there are alternative uses for land that are sometimes very valuable, I can therefore say that perhaps the only person in the room who can get those zonings that get shot down over and over are the mobile home park owners. So simply the concept of trading the mobile home park for another use, regardless of what that use is, maybe all you need to get over the top. I had a developer call me who'd figured this out, out in South Carolina. This guy called me. He was a big home builder. He found me on the internet, found my phone numbers, many people do, called me up and said, I got a weird question for you. I'm trying to build a giant development and there's some pushback from neighbors because I won't be going with as big lots as they have. So I must be higher density. And I was kind of thinking of including in my package to the city, I just buy up this really nasty 30 space trailer park that's contiguous to where I want to develop and just dangle that as bait. Approve me, I'll tear the park down. I said, yeah, well, you figured it out. Absolutely correct. You buy that little nasty beat up trailer park. And I bet if you go to them to rezone your giant tract to single family at higher density than the neighboring homeowners would like, they'll still vote you in 
because they get that terrible old dirt road trailer park demolished. And guess what happened? That's exactly what happened. So the bottom line to all this is when people talk about mobile home parks and higher rents and all this kinds of stuff, and we talk about, well, we have alternative uses for the land, they're not thinking clearly because we don't just have the normal suspects as an ulterior use. We've got anything that we want because to get rid of us, cities will literally grant virtually any zoning at all. You could convert a mobile home park probably into a high-rise office building next to a subdivision simply because they want to get that trailer park torn down. That's why people should not take lightly when people talk about harassment of mobile home park owners, the simple fact that if we really want to develop, boy, could we ever. This is Frank Roth, the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at mhpmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on mobile home park investing.